I'm Ron McCallum, director of Nintendo Quest, and you're listening to your game source. What's up, world? Uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. They, 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 insert here. Yo. It's a terrible game. Bottom line. It's terrible in every way. Graphically, it's terrible. Gameplay is terrible. It's just terrible. Oh, angry Nick mad. That game sucked, and it's gonna suck no matter how many revisions they make, and it just sucked even more because they put a connect with it. Oh, angry Nick mad. Or if there's violence, I'll just laugh and enjoy the fun. Kaz Hazari. Hazari. Kaz Harai. 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 They just kind of got tired of Angry Nick on the first one and said, yeah, I'm gonna pass. Oh, yeah, so I do. It's me, precisely. No. 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 I, I, per- I no. do all my work. No. No. Yeah, I'm you guys are so I don't- cute. Oh, thank you. I try. I mean, let's face it, Mario, and to a lesser extent, Zelda, is what carries Nintendo at this point. Always be radical. I love you, little podcast. You're the bestest thing ever. For the promise of the new Super Smash Brothers and the Zelda game, yes. Will not find a better story presented in any other game genre, in my personal opinion. Like, JRPGs have that. They have that story. That's what the entire game felt like. Oh my god, I want to bang my head into a wall. It's a podcast this weekend. Can someone remind me? I thought it was a video game podcast. You're listening to the Game Source Podcast. Hello, this is Aaron, OSU Water Polo, here at the Classic Gaming Expo at the Riviera in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I'm here with... Rob McCallum. And Jordan Morris. And they are the producers and whatnot of the Nintendo Quest. And whatnot, yes. <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> I, I'm really specific. And you just dropped like one of the big reveals that we're doing this week, and we've modified our title of the film, and at the Classic Gaming Expo here in Las Vegas is the first announcement. It's been previously known as the NES Club, and now we're letting everybody know it's kind of a, an abbreviation, a, a modification, a mutation, if you will, the NES Club presents Nintendo Quest. Nintendo Quest for short. Yeah. Um, the way to spoil that bomb. You just, just threw it out there. <laughs> I'm reading a sheet of paper. I'm terrible at interviews. No, it's okay. I, 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 thought I, I love was them. hearing sounds from them. my back for a minute. That's why I missed the introduction there. <laughs> Do you guys hear that noise? Or is it just me? It's the voices in my head again. I love it when the A little of both. Says, I'm terrible at interviews. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I, I love doing them. These I'm guys just, are part of the movie. There's no schedule. It's just whatnot. totally random. <laughs> Oh man, I did one with an author. Oh, it was horrible. It was awesome and horrible at the same time. Um, obviously, you guys are doing a panel here at uh, six o'clock in about two and a half hours. Jesus, we better figure something out. Yeah, yeah I better hurry it. up with this interview. Oh my god, no, we just better figure out what we're gonna do. Jeez. I was gonna ask, what do you plan on doing that you can share here without spoiling I can, it for people? I can people? share everything. I mean, we're gonna show the first ten to twelve minutes of the movie. So when the film does come out, we can talk about that after. This is pretty much more or less, still rough around the edges a little bit, but this is the first 10 to 12 minutes you'll see. Plus we got some extra bonus footage that we're gonna show of the community that we're happy to be a part of and that we've helped build and now we can showcase to the world. Yeah, so. it's pretty close to being done. There's some minor polishing, but what people see today will be very close to what will be in the final cut. Okay, obviously the, the movie is basically the quest to get all of the original NES games. Um, are there any plans to, ex- once you finish that, are there any plans to expand it to maybe the Famicom games or Super Nintendo or 
anything like that or is it just kind of we still have to finish this quest first before we think about that well here's the deal the, the film's a bit of a twofold thing right it's it examines a, it examines the nes and the impact and legacy of nintendo why is it endured to this day and proof of its endurance is in this guy we follow, one of my best friends that I've known for over 30 years, so we follow him as, as he goes to complete his lifelong dream of owning an entire collection of games. Now, if Nintendo wasn't as strong as it is, nobody nowadays would hunt for something that's 30 years old, so obviously there's a reason why it's strong, and as he goes on his quest, we get to meet other members of the community, and they get to testify to why Nintendo is so good. Now, as to expanding it to the Famicom stuff, or, or even the PAL games, when it comes to this, because he was going after the North American retail library, um, that's going to be up, up for him to decide. He, uh, for the sake of making things manageable, we decided to say, 30 days, North American retail stuff. So no contest exclusives, no Nintendo World Championships, but it did include stuff like Little Samson and stadium events, which, uh, you know, is, is no easy feat to uh, uncover. Yeah, wow. Yes. It's, it's still just... I mean, how much... All in person, no online, no internet, yeah, yeah. no, no PayPal, no Craigslist, no eBay, in the car, nothing in this store, well, drive another six hours to another spot. And I, there were some points, um, I've seen some previews where, you know, you're supposed to be in one place, but you heard about a better deal somewhere else, and so you completely changed the plan. And Yeah, I mean, we had, I mean, an, that's outli crazy. We had an outline <laughs> of what, you, what we wanted to do and where we wanted to be, but you can't control the circumstances, and if there's an opportunity... Things change. Things change, but at the risk of, okay, if we don't go here because we want to do this, what are we missing out on? You know, so there is that too. So, I mean, and this was Jay's quest. Jay's our titular character. He's the main hero in this. And I'm along for the ride as his sidekick and confidant, just being the fly on the wall. So he made every choice according to what he wanted. He's like, well, what would you do? I'm like, I would roll the camera on whatever choice you make. <laughs> you know, and it was hard being his best friend, watching him make decisions I wouldn't make. But as a director, I got to see him squirm so that it's entertaining, you know, to guys like you who get to watch the final product eventually. And yes. some of the changes that occurred weren't up to Jay either. I mean, he would chase opportunities wherever they led him, but we also had a number of people just come out of the woodwork and approach the production while we were underway, and that uh, gave us a lot of opportunity to make changes at the last minute too. So there was a lot going on because we had no idea the kind of people that would take interest in what we were doing and want to be a part of the film. And that's really the, the, the big story of the film where we had an idea of what we want to do and we got, we'd get to talk to one person and they'd be like, oh, this is awesome. You should talk to this person. And then we'd talk to that person. And so it was like this big telephone game where one person led to another. And like I said a few moments ago, it's really about the discovery of this community that we're a part of. And now we've got, like Jay, you know, he, he was assembling his collection. We've assembled a collection of people. You know, and we get Your to show, list and we and get whatnot. to show yeah. this, right? And we get to show off all these awesome people and what they think and what they're passionate about, and it's just really cool to be in touch with a lot of these people and share their vision of passion for gaming, NES and beyond. Yeah, a lot of what you're talking about reminds me a lot of uh, like A and E shows, their antiquing, their their junkyard picker type shows. A lot of that, you know, they go one place and find another. So it's it's really cool to see and hear that that video games are to that level. 
there's definitely a little bit of the American pickers, the, the Pawn Stars action where it's like, what is the history behind this item and why is it so sought after? Like Jay's got a, a top 20 list that helps him really, he's, if he gets these 20 games, he knows he's got a good shot of kind of finishing, feel, feeling yeah. good. And they're not necessarily the top 20, 20 rare games, but they're more or less, I mean, they're open to debate amongst collectors as it is, but he knows if he can get those, then, then that'll be easier for him to finish as you said, so was the one day that really kind of played out like uh, Antiques Roadshow too where we were approached by other people that wanted us to tell them how much their collection was worth. Yes. That was unusual and very strange. <laughs> and awkward. And very, very awkward because they were not pleased with our assessment of their personal collection. Jay's assessment. I mean, we got there, we just got to be flies on the wall as Jay kind of broke the news. True, true. Yes, it was just well, Jay. Why, why don't you fill Aaron in? on the situation we were in texas it was in texas we did we were really meeting ben gold who's a legendary gaming competitor who's since moved away from the scene but he was like the first televised championship he won a show called that's incredible and uh, he's also twin galaxy records holder very knowledgeable guy and he's like hey you guys awesome are coming guy. you guys are coming to dallas you know my brother's got this pawn shop these guys wanted to bring in these games that they found in the attic instead of them turning them into the pawn shop why don't i tell them to hold it off and when you guys come down since since jay's looking for games i'll have jay kind of talk to them about the stuff and then you know you can see if you can work out a deal and he was being very cool because he thought that there was the opportunity for us to find some hidden gold in this collection that hadn't been brought out to the public yet so we thought sure why not let's see what happens and we took jay over there and met uh, a very colorful group of people and uh, a very eclectic collection of video game cartridges that they were quite convinced was worth a lot of money. Jordan is sugarcoating it, and I'll take the heat saying that it was a scary situation. I felt like, you know, the third act from a film, sometimes you get like the left-hand turn, you never saw like this turning happen. This was like a horror story, okay? These people were in Texas, they were very opinionated, they were convinced they were right. If there was guns and ammo within arm's reach, we might be like pelts or trophies like the, or stuff. The hills in have house. eyes of video It'd be game. a news story instead of a movie. Yeah, yeah well, it would have been a found footage film at that point, right? What was um, the, the key piece, the, the, the one, they had a they had a Zelda cart, right? And right. it's gold, so they were convinced that it was worth thirty thousand dollars. Because it was gold. Because it's gold and not gray. Yeah. You know, so isn't the gray one actually rare? <laughs> it is. I, I mean, collectors will debate which one they'd rather have and which well, one's yes, rare. But, but the gray is the less... million seller that the you know the greatest hits collection. They just misinterpreted the cart altogether and had yeah. no idea what its actual value was. So we, uh, Jay in particular, was on the hot seat because every eye in the room it was... there was about. <laughs> 25 <laughs> amongst seven people uh yeah everybody just kind of their head swung around to him hey jay what do you what do, what you, do think? you think and jay's like well first jay said he was looking for games that he needed and there was only one at the point i don't think he had picked up metroid which isn't you know a, a hard to get game it's just what price did jay want to pay for it so he's yeah. gonna take a shot at it he's like well this is really only what i want and they're like well you know we kind of want to sell it as a lot and jay didn't want to buy the lot so he's like all right well i'll tell you what you kind of got here and maybe you know this is what you should do if you want to get rid of them they're like, well, what about this one? Isn't this one worth a lot? Jay's like, no, maybe 15, 20 bucks, depending on the right person. He goes, no, I think you're way off. Yeah, and somebody walked out and slammed a door somewhere in the house at that yeah. point. As soon as Jay kind of broke the news and there was a little back and forth, like, no, it's only worth this. No, I think you're wrong. Maybe you should look it up. There was a, yeah, it got really chilly in there really, really fast. Yeah. We were all very politely backing away and out of the house as quickly as possible. Yeah, let me make sure I have everything yeah. on the count of three run. Yeah and, yeah, and it's the case where we had all release forms signed, but I am afraid to release the footage ever for sake of these people maybe hunting us down. Yeah. yeah. So the story is the only thing that can survive. And, and honestly, I mean, we're not painting them in a horrible light, but the job with the film. You are. Yeah, I am. I, I guess I am. 
Well, you said it got chilly and someone slammed the door. I wasn't going to go that far. So, But, I mean, we, we want everybody in the community to, to be a rock star because we truly believe that these people are heroes, right? And sometimes people don't give themselves enough credit where, where credit's deserved because of other people in the industry and in, this, in the scene, and we just don't think that's the case. Yeah, we, let's face it. We've seen other people, some very high-profile folks, uh, portrayed kind of unfairly, we think, in other projects. And uh, we think we're particularly lucky to have met every one of the people that we've met. And... I don't know how things get spun sometimes, but we thought they were awesome. Every single person that we got to hang out with was incredibly awesome. Everybody the, really the first wanted to person be a part that jumps to mind is Todd Rogers. Todd I Rogers. mean, Todd Rogers is a guy who appears in uh, King of Kong, Chasing Ghosts, uh, Space Invaders. He uh, is the rock and roll of video games. And like, the and after you meet him, and we got to spend an entire day with him, and Jay went hunting with Todd Rogers in Houston, who flew from Orlando just to hang out with us for a day because he loved what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, Todd Rogers. Consider that. He flew in just to be a part of it for one day. And this is a guy who last week just celebrated having a Guinness World Record in video games for over 32 years that no one's able to beat. And how many records has he got? Like 200? Over 2,000. 2,000. He's got over 2,000 video gamers. And he came to hang out with us. We didn't know us. But as soon as he hung out with us and met us, he's like, you guys are the, are, are the coolest. You're, you're calm. I love, love what's going on here. And I sit back and I watch those other films that he's in. And I can't believe how they've wasted him. And I get their filmmakers and they're trying to tell those other stories. And he's largely cameos in those other stories. But this guy is the real deal. And it just it hurts me to see him portrayed in other ways than how he truly is. I mean, he is like the Obi-Wan Kenobi of the video game. He really is. He's Batman meets, like, Yoda. He's everything. <laughs> yeah, and a really, really fun guy. He had, a, he had a great time, and he was just having a blast the whole time he was with us, and that was pretty infectious. So we all had a good time hanging out with, with him. But who else? Let's, uh, if we're in that mode right now, let's drop some names. Who's in this movie? Get the shovel. We're about to drop some names. Yes. Don't good thing I'm recording this and not writing it down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I got to meet Thor Ackerland, who won Nintendo World Championships 1990, which was a really cool experience. Now, no bless Thor, he had like a, a fever of 100 degrees when I showed up, and I, I met with my, my camera person, Sarah. She flew from Toronto, I flew from Vegas. We flew in that night, filmed him, and left the next morning at 5 a.m., so it was a whirlwind to get him in, but he, he was in because Ben Gold called him and said, you got to be a part of this, and Thor's a guy who's really kind of, he likes his space, he's not really into the gaming scene. Doesn't want to be a superstar, but he is uh, an amazing... Well, what was the term that you used when we were talking about him yesterday? He's a unicorn. He's a human unicorn. Thor is a unicorn. You'll never meet another guy like him. He's incredible. I mean, what he's been able to do, no one else can do. He's a one of a kind, and that's a really rare thing to be able to meet somebody with a skill set that's so... I don't know. Nobody. I don't think anybody else is ever going to be able to beat him at what he can do. Not when he. Well, not when he decides to do it. Right. Like he's got to commit to it. And once he commits, then it's like game over. Yeah. I mean, it's bizarre because he doesn't want the attention. When you're the world's best at something, typically you make a lot of noise about it. But he's the exact opposite. He's very low key. But man, when he's in that mode, he's impressive. And uh, he was again another really cool, gracious person who had no problem being a part of the project. Was really supportive. Uh, really lucky to meet him. Who else? Uh, well, Billy Mitchell was great. Billy Mitchell, not a small name in video games. Yeah. Pretty so, cool cat. And that was one of those random things where I went to Comic-Con to basically start production uh, filming Patrick Scott Patterson's panel um, with a bunch of rock stars that were up there like Warren Davis and, and uh, well, Janice Davis who was there too and Rachel Laura was up there. And so just talking to those guys was cool. And then as I'm about to leave, an hour away from the airport, I get a, a message from my buddy Brent Dolan 
saying his friend, Richie Knuckles, was at this restaurant that had been taken over uh, by a sponsor, as is the case in San Diego. Everybody buys at the restaurants and transforms them. And he said, hey, Richie is there, and so is Billy Mitchell, and they would probably be open to interviews. So I rush down there. The restaurant isn't even open yet. I'm watching my clock tick away because I got to get to the airport to check in because, you know, security times, you got to be there nine hours early. Restaurant opens, what do I see? The first thing I saw, long flowing hair, perfectly positioned, American flag tie. This, and this, this guy walked out like a million dollars. You pick the decade the million dollars is from, but he, he walks out like a million dollars, like Fort Knox, and I'm like, Billy Mitchell, how you doing? My name is Rob McCallum. You know, I heard Todd Rogers maybe have messaged you, which is the case, and I would love to interview for you my doc about Nintendo and this guy hunting these games. He's like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, when do you want to do it? I'm like, when's the easiest for you? He's like, can we do it right now? This would be great. Let's go stand in front of the Donkey Kong machine. So I get <laughs> Billy Mitchell, without any heads up, asking me if I can do an interview on the spot in front of a Donkey Kong machine. Does it get better than that? You can't write that. Very cool. You can't write it, and that's just the case. I mean, I got goosebumps thinking about it, man, because everything just happened. Walter Day. Let's pick that name up off the ground that I just dropped. I, I got to, to meet Walter Day in his house and interview him there. And it was it was a very special experience because it, Billy Mitchell was a little bit rushed because I was excited. It was like like the, really the big first name I got to do like that I didn't expect. And a big one at that. And a big one at that because he's in our Not trailer. Not much bigger than that. Not for the retro community, right? With King of Kong being as big as it was and now he's in a doc talking about the NES. It's not even arcade stuff. He's talking about Nintendo and what they're able to do as a brand. Uh, but you know, we filmed Jay's journey and I drove from Vegas to the Toronto area where Jay and I grew up and I was driving back and got a message from Walter saying, hey, if you're on your way through Iowa, which I was, I'd love to do an interview. No problem. Detour, and I detoured to Fairfield, uh, Iowa, which, if you haven't seen it, it's essentially like Hill Valley from Back to the Future. You know, you sit there in the town square, and it looks exactly like Hill Valley. They got the clock tower, Time you got warp. the Cafe 50s diners, and it's like, man, this is awesome. So I wasn't set to interview him for the next day, so I got to spend an entire evening there, and it was cool. It was really hot and humid, but it was really awesome to take in this place where, where he was. And I drove out to Atomo, where Twin Galaxies started. Now it's, you know, Hakeem Optical or something like that. And it was like one of those one horse strip Main Street towns where they had the theater built in and all the buildings are like, you know, an inch away from one another. And you could see how history had left this place. But to see that and then to go interview the man himself was, it was special. And on the subject of Walter Day, the coolest, one of the coolest things that was bestowed upon the ah, production. Coming once, back to Todd Rogers. Yes. Well, go ahead. Oh, you tell the story. It was uh, Todd and... Uh, this, and this was a Todd endeavor from the beginning. Yeah, he made it happen and called Walter Day up. and uh, On the spot, while well, we're driving back, the, the day of hunting with Todd and, and Jaden, and we're driving back to get to get something to eat and then hang out and play some games in the hotel. Yeah, just, you know, hanging out and playing games with Todd Rogers. No big deal. <laughs> and teaching. Teaching Jay how to beat and how to play some of these games, too. Yeah, yeah. really cool watching him. Watch him deconstruct a game. That's that's an amazing. There wasn't enough words to keep up with how he was trying to describe what was oh, going on. It's amazing. But so we're driving back, and he's like, "Well, you know, how come you guys don't have a Twin Galaxy card? You definitely should have a Twin Galaxies trading card." We're like, "Well, that would be great." Well, hang on, do, 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 do. Walter, uh, hello. And Walter Day's on the phone all of a sudden. Uh, Walter, yeah, it's uh, Todd Rogers. Uh, Todd think... Rogers. It's Todd Rogers. <laughs> Uh, listen, uh, I'm here with you guys from the NES Club, uh, Rob McCallum, Dave Bartlett, and uh, you know, uh, what do you think about giving them a card? He's like, sure, that would be great. Can they send over a design tonight? Uh, yeah, I think we can make that happen, Walter. Okay, sounds great, Rob. Yeah, and uh, Todd, maybe you can present it to them on camera tomorrow as, as the first unveiling. Yeah, yeah, I can do that, no problem. Yeah, sure, why not? 
So, so yeah, next day. Next day, I'd sent the, our poster design over to, to Walter Day, and within hours, he sent us a completely mocked up card, which is just incredible. Back with the synopsis, it's a real trading card. And we presented it, and it's part of the film, which is really cool, and he shipped me a bunch of cards for free. He said, I want you to have these as a gift from me, because you know this is just incredible. You guys are helping spread the community in such a positive way. And back to what you were saying, that's really what the experience of shooting the film was from start to finish, just meeting a lot of really amazing people who were larger than life heroes of gamers all over the world and yet they're very personable and really easy to talk to and again super super supportive of what we were doing and I don't know everybody was just having a good time start to finish. And, and that's the other thing I mean we, we got to meet who these people were not just what they're known for I mean everybody knows the resume and the bullet points you know perfect Pac-Man game Donkey Kong high score champ or like dragster you know, champion for Todd Rogers, but like Jay's journey, we got, you get to know a lot about Jay and who he is and what he's trying to overcome as a person so that it is about him fulfilling his dream, but why is this really important to him? And it's not just that Nintendo's part of his life and what does it mean for him to do this and how does that relate to the stuff that, he, that he's been going through his whole life and how, and, and where's he going to end up? You know, and does the results of the quest gonna make him go one way or another way? So there's a really strong personal story, and every time he meets a person, we get to see some of their personal story shine through, and it really transforms who Jay is. Yeah, it affected him every time he got to meet one of these people. And you can see it clearly happening through the film. It's, yeah. It was great. It's exactly what you want out of a, a documentary. It's transformative. Obviously, the majority of the movie is going on the quest to find all the games and a couple of side stops with some obviously really cool people. Was it only those 30 days or did you have some of the really cool people afterwards that, you know, like, hey, I heard you were doing this a month, two months ago. Can I, you know, do something with you now? Or was it literally it's just those 30 days? So on Sunday, we're filming with Tommy Tellerico. This Sunday in two days. He, I, we just met him. I, I, video I've, Games Live, isn't he? Video, he's done more soundtracks than anybody else in, in the history of video games. He did Spider-Man for the Dreamcast. He did Color Dinosaur for the NES. He's done, like, everything. And Video Games Live is now the big thing. You know Electric Playground. He was on the first, like, three seasons with uh, Victor Lucas. And then he decided to do something else. So he is, like, the guy in my eyes. And he, he signed on when we were doing our Kickstarter campaign, but our schedule is a bit like, you know, trying to hit two pinballs <laughs> at, the, at the same time. It's like, man, I'll fly to Mexico. And he's like, I'm only there for like 12 hours. I might be gone by the time you get here. It's like, okay, I'll try to meet you at Comic-Con. <laughs> and sure enough, he said, hey, I have a panel at CGE. Hey, it's Rob McCallum from the NES Club. Are you still up for an interview? Absolutely. So we are still filming. The film is pretty much locked, as we as we mentioned. But if we can find a we're way to get this guy it, in, and then we're going to interview things after. Well, that's the thing, right? Like it's and that's ongoing where, project. That's almost. where this is headed. We have so much good stuff, and we have met so many cool people that it's not just about a movie anymore. It's about the community and sh and having a platform to showcase this stuff. So as you can see at the top of the flyer we printed, it's the NES Club presents, and this is Nintendo Quest. You know, in the future, it's quite possible to say the NES Club presents something else. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that this is going to be a series or a franchise, but the platform is there to do what we want with it. You know, this is this is Jay's story. Let's be 100% clear about that. This is Jay's story and about people he met. But every person that he met and then we got to meet along the way just loved also what we're doing. Also has a story. Yeah. And they're amazing people. Yeah. I and mean, you get to see for, uh, little fragments of their story in the, the stuff that we don't actually have room for in the film. And Rob's really cool about putting clips that he can't use in the actual film up online on yeah. the Facebook page. It's important and on his to website. share this stuff. Carrie Swidecki, she she's a perfect example. 
She's, a, she's like a world record extra gamer. So she plays Just Dance and DDR. Last June or July, I believe, she did Just Dance for 76 and a half hours. New Guinness World Record. She beat her previous one of 48 hours. She just made not only the Guinness Book of Records Gamers Edition, but the one that just came out this week, the regular Guinness Book of Records, oh, which we all know. gamers that are in the actual There's like two book. paragraphs of gaming in that entire like 500 page book because they cover every subject. But she made it in there. And you know, it's her story of being 210 pounds, plus size 18 to 20, seeing a DDR machine, wanting to try it, failing after 10 steps and being told she sucked. But you know what? She went back and she tried it again. She lost all the weight and she's a champion and she's on, she's on the, the presidential fitness committee. She's a school teacher. She's all about getting everybody at her school involved. And this is all because of video games. You know, that's just one story. We interview dozens of people, right? How many hours do you think you have? Yeah, lots, like 500. So there's tons and tons of stories that we can't actually... I'm not actually... sitting in a theater for that movie. <laughs> no, but you can visit the site. Yeah, you can go on yeah. your Facebook page and yeah, YouTube. Facebook.com slash the NES Club, and you'll see all our links. You know, just scroll down, you'll see different things and, you know, the different stories of the different people that we've met. I mean... There's more clips coming. There's always more clips coming. When you release the full movie, how are you... Is it going to be through your website, or, or how do you plan on... Well, this is the big question right now, and this is what... Most of the activity surrounding the, the film right now is how is it going to get out? And where can we see it? Yeah, yeah. Where we see Rob, it? you've been making this for like a year. You were kickstarted at the end of last June. You shot Chase 30 Days last August. Is it done yet? This part of the process is painfully slow and really, really painful for us as well because we want to get it out and share it with everybody as soon as possible. But there was a plan A that we were pursuing, but uh, since we started to talk to people in distribution, there has been a lot of support for the film there too, and there are now opportunities uh, being presented to us that we didn't think we would be within reach, but we can't really say anything specifically. I'm sorry, that's kind of that's, frustrating. That's but totally fine. We're really, really excited about what is possible, and by spring of next year, we'll, we'll have a really good idea of how and when and where the film will get out. So again, please keep visiting the Facebook page uh, and stay in touch with us, and we'll let you yeah, know. We respond everything. to every single comment yeah. that's there, and it's yeah, me personally I mean, responding. Like, our interview was supposed to be four o'clock today. It's not even four o'clock yet. You know, you guys just boom, let's go. Because we believe in meeting people, and I mean, you're taking your time to talk to us about something yeah, we love. It's, it, it's, it's important. No, for I us. love watching things like this. They're they're so much fun. Um, was it King of Kong? With, King Kong yeah. Was great oh fun. my God. Yeah. I mean, here's what I can promise, promise you, as much as I can make a promise at this stage, we want to come back to all the big gaming events, you know, we want to come back to CG again, MAGFest has an open invitation with us, Portland Retro Gaming Expo has, uh, has an open invitation to us, Chuck from Portland is awesome, they've got a table here, that, and you guys should definitely go to Portland this year if you can, I believe Props it's to Portland. Yeah, October 17th, I think it is this year, MAGFest I think is the 26th of January in DC, those guys, they're, they're all awesome. So. You know, we want to be able to hit all those. We've just got to wait for a few things to happen first before we can get to that stage of showcasing. the film is not done yet. That's, and uh, you know, we've got to get past that first and then figure out what our deal is for distribution. And then once all that is done, then we can make the rounds and just pull and the Let's not forget the, the polish of, of legal coding that has to happen <laughs> at various stages. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. we're doing our first legal pass now, not to bore you, but it's been like super enlightening what we can do and what we can't do. Um, and having come through that, that made the new title possible, which is yeah. something that we were always interested in, but didn't think we could get away with, quite frankly. We have Nintendo on the title of our movie. That It doesn't get much better than that as a documentary filmmaker. 
you'd think you'd be sued over it, and yeah. obviously. Where our lawyer says, <laughs> no problem. You guys are good because this is a quest about a guy pursuing Nintendo. Yeah. It is what you're saying. You're not trying to market it, and it's not like it has nothing to do with it. It's not like you're talking about a guy who's not doing anything related to <laughs> Nintendo, and it, he's not sitting on his couch wondering about a quest. He's going out there and doing it, and this is what he's doing. Also, we have very powerful friends. Yes. <laughs> that, that's you know always I mean. helpful in anything. You know what I mean? Tap the side of the nose. We live in Vegas. We know a lot of desert. Yeah. We have shovels and we have access to the desert. <laughs> I might want to go now. Bye. No, no, no. You're, you're good so far. Oh, you're, cool. You're, cool. you're cool so far. So far. So, yeah, the film just isn't done. It'll be done very shortly. And then Ish. we go through the legal hoops and then we start talking distribution. And that'll be another very, very slow but very awesome, awesome process. Yeah. And then after that, finally, the lights will come on and we'll be able to pull the curtain back and show everybody exactly what we've got and how they're going to be able to, to get to it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fascinating, not, not to keep going on about the legal stuff, but that's been the most enlightening stuff, what, what kind of stuff you got to go through. Like, we were talking today about how long this poster, for example, took to happen. This, we've been working on this since April. You know, every little element, the font, the images. I mean, this wasn't the, the, the only image we tried out. We've tried out four different posters that were going to end up as our key art, different from what everybody's seen on Facebook. And this was the, the final result, and we, of course, had to go through every type font. Um, I mean, just the, the font was something we figured out literally within the last 48 hours to one of the bits here. We were told by our lawyer that the, the Nintendo Seal um, parody had to be bigger so that it was clear that it was a, a film and not just like trying to look like a Nintendo thing. <laughs> it, it's been really cool, but it's different than a film, so the promotion has to be viewed differently. It's, it's been awesome, but it's been pushing a million plates, you know, spinning this way and then making sure the films, these plates are spinning this way and then keeping in contact with everybody and marketing and social media. And it's understandable that not everybody has an interest in what goes on in a film production, but it, it never ends, honestly. After yeah. the cameras stop rolling, then you just begin your editing process yeah. and it keeps going on and on and on until the life, the life of the film is literally over, yeah. which is three to five years later, really. You're still out there making the rounds, shaking hands and kissing yeah. babies and going to conventions, that kind of thing. If you want your... If you have a baby that needs to be kissed. Yeah. If you have a film that you want to get out there, then the only way that it gets out there, unless you're in the top 1%, is for you to pound the pavement. So, I mean, that the commitment that Rob and the whole team has had behind this thing is not over yet and not for a long shot. It's going to go on for years yet. Yeah, big difference from somebody like me or the people at my site who do a YouTube video. And... Wow, it's it's forty minutes long. That that's long for us. You guys are working on this for you know quite some time. Sounds like you've got quite a ways to go before you're completely done with it. Yeah, before it's done and out of our minds is, is a long time. It, it's a part-time job for the next five years. Yeah, you know, and very eye-opening. It sounds like as well. Yeah, I mean, we knew what we were getting into. Don't get us wrong, because we've been making films for a while. But it's just like. <clears throat> It's getting people to have that momentum and just keep keeping with us. Like we want to show you the film, but it's not ready. <laughs> and you only get one shot to, to launch a video. You know what it's like on YouTube, right? Like you get one shot to hit publish, and then it's out there. Then you've got to help, you know, respond to it. You got to share the links. You got to talk about it. Why are you doing it in the first place? And then how do you build it to your next one? This is one shot deal. And every film is different. And because there is such a vibrant community behind this one, it really changed the experience for us yeah it really is about people more than anything else and that usually when you have a plan a and you deviate it becomes a lesser product our plan a was in hindsight like a plan f <laughs> so every deviation and mutation from that just made it better and we're at we're at the a game now like we were sitting saying you know this is actually a polished 
professional product and it's and it's great to see where where it is we still know it's got to go a long way because yeah. as, as good as the film is now we got to bring the a game to the marketing yeah we're not at the finish line yet yeah. and it's Lots just been do. really it's been a huge relief and very exciting to hear from people in the industry that they feel that the, the film is good enough to go places that we didn't imagine it would ever get to so we're excited about what's going to happen within the next six eight months or so yeah if all goes well, you'll hear, you'll hear of this film, like in big no, ways. I've been in big ways. I've heard of it. It's just it's, I'm jealous. Don't be. You're you're in. You're in. You're in the club. You know. No, no, no. I mean, like him just going and having the ability a, to go and do that is theme. so awesome. That's a central theme, and, and he says it quite eloquently at one point. It's like. If you want it bad enough, you'll find a way to make your dreams possible. So hopefully this will inspire you. Like That's what another really cool component of this film is that Jay was constantly being inspired by the people that he met. And now we can see that the film is having a similar effect on the viewers. You know, like they watch it and they watch him go through all of this and they get inspired. We did a rough cut screening in, yeah. in July, which is an essential part where we actually took half, half the audience we knew. I think there was about 50 people and half were like complete strangers made up of all demographics, backgrounds, different genders, different races. We wanted an honest feedback. We wanted to stack the deck a little bit with some gamers so we could see how they respond and how other people feed off that. I mean, we don't want to ignore our target market. And at the end, um, we had people in tears. I mean, you don't think that you're going to make a documentary and emotionally move somebody to the point of tears, but it wasn't like they were sad and like depressed. It was like, I want to make something of my life. We're talking like big six foot tall jock guys. Yeah, who what was he saying? That one guy was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to... I'm gonna do something. He had a plan. He's like, He's I like, gotta. I gotta. I, I'm, re, I'm reworking what's gonna happen. You know, I was living day to day, check to check, and everything was good. And I'd go out and party when I could. And now I really want to get my stuff together. It's time to get focused. And I know I can do whatever I want because time to go I, after my dream. Because I know that Jay set aside 30 days to do his dream, and now I'm gonna to try to do my dream. That, that that's crazy to just think about, considering that. That really didn't seem like the plan at the beginning. It nope. was more just, let's go tape this guy and whatever happens, happens from well, the Kickstarter. It was, it was a bit more than that because we were best friends and it kind of yeah. came as a dare. It's like, well, you know, you've always wanted this, so I dare you to do it. He's like, you dare me? I'm like, yeah, and I'll only give you 30 days and you can't use the internet. So it's like, okay, so it was a kind of a fun thing. But then it, the reality set in because there was a couple months that he had to save. He didn't have a year and a half to save for this. He had two months. So we had a month for the Kickstarter and then a month before we started shooting with him. He had two months. Whatever he had in his bank account, whatever he could scrounge up, he sold comic book collections. I had to sell my He-Man action figure collection to help pay for the film. You know, we both made sacrifices on that front, but this is a dream that he really wanted. And then he realized maybe that his dream wasn't necessarily just to get out and do this, but it was also to make something more of himself and really push him to the limits. And when you see that him come against those moments, that's when you'll get inspired. Yeah, that's the part that's actually touching other people. Again, do you have him reacting to, I mean, like just him sitting in front of Facebook or whatever and, and some of the, the messages coming in of the, the people who are inspired by it more than just the 30 days of it? I mean, that's something we might do once we do the screenings, the theatrical screenings. We have people coming up to them after. We'll probably post, like, here we are at our world premiere or something like that at a theater, and we'll film, like, the aftermath and beforehand. I mean, that, that's a good idea. I'll steal that and take credit for it. But uh, Go for it. When he meets other people, and people like Todd Rogers say, you know, I really believe in you and what you're doing. And, and Todd's an idol to him. And for his idol to sit there and hang out with them like they're just buddies, like him and I are, it just rocks him who he is because he never thought something like that would be possible. 
And when he realizes these things he thought were impossible are possible and tangible, and just because he put effort into it, it's a game changer, man. It's a game changer. Yeah, it's a nice. It's nice in that it reminds people that almost anything is within reach if you really want it. You know, it's a little bit like the Biggest Loser effect, right? Everybody watches that TV show and they see these guys go from 350, 400 pounds down to like 180. It's like, well, yeah, because they took, you know, six months of their life and they just focused on that. They removed all the other distractions that, you know, gave them excuses. And here's where they're at. So we took Jay, kind of, I mean, Jay had to work, you know, here and there. So when we say 30 <laughs> days, he actually had to keep going to work, like 9 to 5. Yeah, he didn't even have the 100% he had a, focus. He had about 18 days when we did the math to add it up. So we did two big road trips, and he had to work in between that and around those two. <laughs> so, but I mean... Nevertheless, we gave him focus. We gave him focus in the opportunity. We yeah. said, look, here's the opportunity. I dare you to do it. I'll follow you around with the camera, which is great motivation, right? Like, it's on. It's like, people are going to see this. You know, so for whatever whatever way you want to look at that motivation and that stimulating factor, it worked. And it's like, okay, I'm going to do this. This is real. I'm going to step up to the plate and we're going to see what happens. He made it happen. He stepped up. So, um, I mean, obviously, the, the Kickstarter was one thing. How has the reaction to the, I don't want to say changes, but the new direction uh, of the documentary um, online, you know, are people aren't really upset that it's not just him going 30 days and well, it was never, buying it games. Was, it was never just him going 30 days. In the trailer that we released, and we even said in our Kickstarter video that we were going to stop along the way with other people in the community and explore okay. what made Nintendo so great. I, I think what now people are seeing, especially when we unveiled our trailer last October, is that there are these big names like Billy Mental, like the Walter Day, and I think a lot of people are still curious, and people were curious when they came to our rough cut screening of, of how they interact with one another. Not everybody we meet is like hanging out with Jay. A lot of them are just interviews that either happened while Jay was off camera or happened away from Jay's 30 days. But the way that they work in is basically tied to what Jay's going through. You know, I don't, a bad example is we talk about how awesome these, these games are because it's the first time He'll pick up like Mario 3 and it's like, man, this had like a really good story for such a simple platformer. It's the NES games have like, were the first kind of games that had a narrative that were beyond just getting a high score. There's a story that you follow. So then it's a natural progression to cut to a guy like James Port now, who is a developer on Call of Duty and Farmville, you know, doing narrative elements to put story into those kind of games. And he explains why the NES era was full of imagination and how narrative worked in those times and how we've even gotten away from that in the games that we have nowadays. So there's perfect like launching off points. We just keep in touching on these different areas. When Jay meets Macy Kramer, John Pompa, pair of competitive gamers, you know, and he does a trade with one of them, it's a good <laughs> launch to talk about competitive gaming and how people are still competing on those titles to this day. What is it about those titles that's worth competing on? You know, it's not just nostalgia. It's those games are good and challenging and hard. So the concepts were always there. It's just we couldn't have dreamed about the, the quality of the footage that we actually captured and the people that we got to meet. I, I would say, to be honest, I envisioned it as a 50-50 split between Jay's journey and who we met, and the stuff we got with Jay balanced that 80-20 in his favor. Uh, because until you see it, you really don't... It's really hard to explain like how profound the stuff that he goes through and how you feel about yourself after watching it. Yeah, it's a pretty personal story, and that and you need that if you're going to affect another person, if you're going to inspire another person. We didn't want to make another history doc. I mean, there's a lot of video game documentaries out there that really want to focus on the history of where things started, and, and that's great. But I think but it's we all not, know that. 
we all know it. There's been books about it for the last two decades. I think it's time we move beyond the origins and explore what those origins mean to people. Why is it relevant? What's everybody? the story now? And why why does everybody kind of meet? Why, how can everybody connect with one another through something like the NES? And why is it such a personal and meaningful thing? Is the story thing for still people? relevant? You know, and it's relevant because a guy like Jay will spend his life savings and his entire summer pursuing what he thinks is his dream. You know, it's it, it's just that important. Yeah, and it's important to different people for slightly different reasons. But the fact that it is so very important, it's such a big part of so many people's lives. That's what brings this community together. Now that said, we, we didn't make a film just for gamers. We made a film for everyone. It's a universal approach. So we do have a history section in our, in our film. It's literally two minutes and we made sure that it was gonna be the most quick and, and painless two minutes ever because we wanted it to be super digestible. Obviously, you know, you're, you're showing it here. Uh, First, you said Parts about 10, 12 minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. We're going to show first. the first 10 minutes. Nobody else has seen it. And this is probably the last time until the film is done that we're going to show any footage from it, to be completely honest. That was my question was, are you going to be showing bits and pieces for conventions throughout? There's really nothing the left of the actual story that we can unveil. There's there's one or two things that we've cut out from the main story that were in part were important to the film, but not essential. So to show those without the context of the other scenes around them, it, you really wouldn't get a good picture of what's happening. So it's just better to leave them off. What we will continue to do is showcase a lot of our interview footage, which includes interviews that we've had with Jay, where he explains who he is and what makes him tick and why he's motivated to do, do stuff. And us playing games with Todd Rogers will probably make its way onto on our YouTube channel and our, on our Facebook page for people to watch. It's all about expanding that community. And so there's a lot of stuff coming that will be shared publicly, but not from the film. The film basically has to get locked down from here on out until... There's just a big legal shadow over everything. We can't just expose ourselves. Even showing the first 10 minutes was a hoop to get approval for. But our lawyers feel pretty confident Are we're good. those 10 minutes or so going up online? Or is it no, literally no. if you're this here... Is this is it. This is your one no shot. Cameras this is your room, all no, fun no stuff. cameras in the room. No cameras. CG <laughs> exclusive. Uh, we would have shown the first 10 minutes again at Portland. There was some, some date switching and we uh, ended up with a conflict with them. But uh, th this is it. This is a one-shot deal. Um, the, we will put our new poster that premieres today online so people can see that. What do you think of the poster? I'm going to put you in the hot seat. It makes me think almost of like a Back to the Future vibe from sure. it. I, I mean, just, you know, car with a bunch of weird looking guys, no offense, hanging out the door. <laughs> that we're weird looking, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine, I'll take it. I mean, we're gamers, we have to be weird looking. It's, it's part of the persona. Sure. Um, you know, it, it just, I mean, you've got cartridges flying out almost, not quite from where the exhaust pipe is, but that, that was my first instinct was, oh, the exhaust is cartridges, that's awesome. Uh, I, I mean, the wheels are spiked, flames going. The license plate is awesome, NES Club. I, I mean, it's just, it's very gamer. Does it look fun? Yes. Is this a film like you'd want to see? I plan on sitting in then panel B for how, the 15 minutes or so. Well, we're going to be talking probably for an hour. We'll do some Q&A okay. after and stuff, so feel free to ask more questions. Either way, I'll be there for whatever it is. Sure. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely want to see it when it comes out. Um, I'm sure our site will. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were talking to you guys review at it level because up that's what we do. Expo, and, we, and hopefully we can get you guys to cover one of the, the screenings, one of the premiere. You guys can be right there in the lobby, talk to some people before and after, get those fresh reactions, and I mean, I think that would be awesome. 
if we get somebody to wherever it is, we we we, we will love make doing that happen. It's not if. Hey, it's when. What did Yoda say? Do or do not. There is no try. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what did Hulk say? World War Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. yeah. I thought Hogan when you said Hulk. Oops. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Twenty-four inch pythons, brother. Yes. Really yes. I, I mean, it's one of those. I, I saw the Kickstarter for it, and I'm like, this is gonna be badass, and. And now yeah. you just think it's weird looking. <laughs> I think the poster is weird looking, and I think, in a good way. Yes. Okay, good. And I think if the poster is not... I mean, this is exactly what you would expect from a Nintendo Quest. Okay. You've got cartridges, you've got, you know, the car that's just crazy, which is very good. And all the little stops where you can see where the car has been, the yes. trail, is actually yes. places that we were, our different states. It's, it, it's map hopping. It is, and we're going uh, we extraplanetary. Look at uh, that, it's soaring into the, to the galaxy. Yes. I, I mean, I do miss the little pins that you know you put in at your grandmother's house on her map, but yeah. kind of hard to fit yeah. those in on this. They're still but, in the film. They're all, it's, it's all uh, in there. So. Yes, I, I mean, it's it's a very badass poster. Thank and you. I, I mean, you know, we to, saw the Kickstarter props year. Props to Catherine Yee, who designed the poster, by the way. She also did the poster for No Princess in the, in the Castle, so we had, we had to contact her right away to help do this. So. Yet another member of the community. Yeah. How much help have you guys had from people off-screen in the community? Um, in terms of what? Well, obviously, you know, you went to her for, for the poster. Um, Every element in the film has... There's not one aspect of the film that hasn't had help from people. I mean, as much as you see two guys sitting here, this is not a two-man show yeah. by any means. I mean, we, we will ask for help. That's definitely not above us. We know we need it. We know when we don't worry about things like credit and we just ask for help and build something based on a team goal, then it's only going to be better. And this massive network of people that kind of rallied behind the project came through and helped whenever they could. Yeah, so amazing. I mentioned a guy like Ben Gold. He made the behind-the-scenes phone call to Thor. And we visited Ben in August, and I didn't interview Thor until November, but it was constant calling. And Patrick Scott Patterson called Thor on our behalf. You know, so when you have all these people kind of talking on our behalf, not asking him, but it's like, hey man, you know, I know you're in Dallas. Any chance you run into Thor? Yeah, I'm actually seeing him this weekend. Great. Can you please pitch the film? Yeah, not a problem at all. I mean, I love what you guys are doing. Sure. You know? Yeah. yeah. And then Thor sees it, and he invites us, and I got to play Tetris with Thor. <laughs> I got to play Tetris and Blaster Master with Thor. And it was just like this, just you and I talking, we were just sitting on the couch. You could almost do a documentary on the making of the documentary. There, there is so I mean, much it's... footage. At one point, we even considered doing two different films. One that focused just on the community stories that we were able to collect at the same time, and, and one on Jay's journey. And I'm not going to rule that out, but I think the best platform right now is to focus on Getting Jay's stuff and done. really get those community stories because they're so important out on the web. And those are great for, you know, it's Facebook. You know, a couple here and there. Well, and, and, that's what, and that's what we decided to do. When you see the the selection of personal stories that we're that we play after the first ten minutes tonight, you'll realize how important this journey is, yeah. and why these people, you know, we love that the fact that they want to participate, but they really take pride in being a member of this club. Yeah, they, it's they, not like some sports stars that that are on the field and once the game is done, they're the gone. Whistle, you never well, see them to the next game. Gone. Yeah, gone. yeah. yeah. No, in everybody that we've That's what met. I've always been proud to be a gamer because, I mean, yeah, we do hear the horrible stories about things, but most of the popular gamers are awesome people in yeah. general. You know, we, you very rarely have the, you know, 
the superstar who just is there to collect a paycheck. You know, a lot of them give there, back. There's definitely no thoughts of paycheck. About well, yeah, obviously. Time. Or at but... least we know it's a while away before. <laughs> that's part of the reason that. that's not a problem. But yeah. that's really, no, it was the caliber but of people. But there's so we were... many people give yeah. back to the community, maybe not monetarily, but with their time and It's not even about giving back. It's things. about continuing it's to have something that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. I think we all realize that if nobody does anything, we're all just passive about it. It just turns to... to you try to be competitive and territorial and, and there's nothing wrong with, with good competition and good fun and stuff like that but we always know there's one or two people that want to take it too far and in the wrong direction and frankly I don't have time for those people I don't they don't want to be a part of it and that's cool you know there's some really cool people that we couldn't get in the film and that's the way it goes man I have nothing against them I get it I get approached to be part of projects all the time that I don't 100% believe in so I can't be a part of it but I'll give them all the advice in the world I'm actually appearing in a, in a documentary uh, that's going to launched this weekend on Kickstarter called New 8-Bit Heroes about a guy named Joe Granato who tried to get a Zelda dock off the ground that didn't work and now he literally discovered plans for an NES game that he made when he was seven years old and what does he do for a living now? He makes video games. That's part of the, what he does as a film producer too. So now he's going to combine his two passions of making movies and games and he's going to try to resurrect this game that he envisioned in like 1988 with the help of the homebrew community. He wants a physical cart uh, with his game on there and he wants to distribute it all and he wants to share the story with everybody. Because like our journey, he knows it's about following what's inside that counts and he knows that he can't do it without the help of everybody. So he's going to go from L.A. to Vegas. He's going to cross the desert and seek out my wisdom about what to do kind of stuff. At least that's what we've had fun talking about. So I told him to avoid the sand people. They ride in single file to hide their numbers. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, obviously, you know, you've got Facebook. Facebook.com slash the NES Club. We're also on Twitter, at the NES Club. Uh, NESClubMovie.com, which is really just a, a web presence to reroute you to our social media. Again, you know how quickly we are to respond on social media. We do, for the most part, weekly caption contests, too, on Fridays, where you get to win, like, free digital download games on Wii U or other systems. We, we, we try to make it for, for Nintendo stuff, as it's a good tie-in, but those have been a lot of fun. So you talk about content from the film that we're showing. Well, for the last six weeks, we've been showing stills. We say, caption this, and Jay will be looking <laughs> off screen awkwardly. We get some really awesome captions. A lot of it's PG-13, nothing too adult, so it's a lot of fun. And we've had people in uh, Brazil that have won. We've had people in uh, Mexico that have won. And I guess that's the other big thing. I mean, we've started a, a podcast, too, called GamerCast on Podomatic, nesclub.podomatic.com. That's between Jay, myself, and, and our other friend, Glenn, and that those hit bi-weekly. And we've got listeners from like Nigeria and Sweden and the UK and Mexico and Korea. And it's just like crazy to hear all these people that have become fans and then in turn asked about the film and now they're excited. And people with the film, they hear about the, the podcast and they want to hear more about it. You know, it's it's all cyclical. It's all the community. It's cool. It's a global thing. So when, the, when that, you said from Brazil, somebody won? Yeah. They won an American. They won an American code. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell them no. I don't know if it works or not. But hey, they won, and it was theirs. I'm not gonna say you're not allowed to, to have the code. Absolutely. Maybe I they'll just, buy an American system. Maybe they'll write to Nintendo and say, hey, can you give me, you know, you switch my, it out? my regional code for this or something. Like yeah, that. that's. I was Nintendo wondering if they had responded. Locked, but, you know, hey, you know, I, I've I got had it people switched. won that I know don't have Wii U's, but they've tried really hard to win. 
you know, the, the winners are determined by how many likes they get on, on their caps. And so some people will have like 12 or 15 um, by midnight on Sunday, Pacific time. And it's like, I, you don't have a Wii U. Yeah, but I really want it to win. You know, it's like, you know what? I can't stop. I can't blame someone for that passion. So it's like, all right, you, you get it. Absolutely. Do you what know. you want. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, it's your code. Save it up for when you get a Wii U. And it seems like everybody wants to get one by the holidays. So Smash is coming. Smash is coming. It could be a big one. So I'm sure Nintendo's hoping it's huge. <laughs> Let me ask you this. And this is something we talked about on GamerCast. Smash Brothers. Are there any more characters left? Do we need more options? Do we need them? No. Are there more characters they could do? Yes. Uh, do we need them? What are they doing for the But are they going to be popular enough that, you know, my 10-year-old neighbor is going to know who they are? No. Exactly. I don't even... I mean, some of the characters now, it, it's not instant. It's, okay, what, what... Oh, yeah, I remember them. Oh, because that's they from Earth. Okay, okay, yeah. A while. Yeah, exactly. Lucas. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I knew who Ness was. I mean, everybody knows who Ness was that's around our age. But Lucas, it was just kind of like... Why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many versions of Cloud do we need, or uh, Fox McCloud do we need? Because they're dark and normal. We need, we need I, seven. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I'm so, in shock they don't have three different tune I'm surprised they didn't hold some of them back for, for DLC, like they did with Mario Kart. Like as packs. I'm not a huge fan of I it, but I would not I mean, be in shock if we find out that there are more DLC in six months. You're probably Three right. months, you know, right around the holidays. Uh, you know, they don't want to announce it now, even for Japan, so that we don't get upset over here and boycott the game because we are known to do stupid stuff like right. that over $10 worth of DLC over the life of a game. Yeah. But I could see them announcing a couple of DLC characters, maps, maybe even different modes. It de depends on how big the game gets, if it's a system seller the way they need it to be or not. Uh, it, it's... It has the potential to be amazing or absolutely kill the system. Unfortunately, I don't want it Kinda to be like kill the, the system. Kind of like the film. It has the potential to be amazing. It will be amazing. What do you mean? Okay, I want to hear your pitch. Good. I want to hear your pitch for the film. So everybody out there that's listening, if you're on the fence, because hopefully you've already gone to our Facebook page and hit like. Aaron, what's, the, what's your pitch for the film? Why should people check this out? Based on what you've seen and what you've heard from us. For, for most gamers, we know our roots are Nintendo. We know, you know, the, the Sega, Nintendo wars. We know all of the, the history, what's going to be written in a book about it. This is personal stories. This is going out and following our dream as if we were still back in the 80s and kids and anything was possible. It's not, you know... Yeah, that new game's coming out. I'll go pick it up because I want to support the developer even though I know this game is crap, which any gamer has done. They've been around for more than six weeks. It's, let me go back to my childhood. This is my dream. Let me go out and kick the world's ass, even if I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm just going to go out and try it, and the trying is what matters. So let me ask you this. Do you have to be a Nintendo fan to enjoy this film based no. on what you've heard from us? No, because it is a, it's a personal growth story. Um, it probably helps if you know video games a little bit. I mean, you don't have to be diehards like we are. I don't like think you are, need to. I mean, and we tried to really fill in the gaps, I think. 
Yeah. I mean, we had people there that were in their 70s. It'll just mean you know? different things to people yeah. who are gamers sure. and who are from outside. We definitely did that. So you'll see shots where there's like really cool stuff in the background. Like you'll see Jay, uh, the one day that we cut out uh, in Pittsburgh where Jay picks up uh, uh, Mother, like the Famicom version, and he the Earthbound's right beside it. And we point out, and this is cut from the film now, so I don't mind saying it, we point out why Jay's going nuts over the import of Mother, and right beside it is a complete inbox Earthbound. It's like, because it's, you know, the prequel to Earthbound, but it was never released here, so Jay wanted it. I still can't believe they haven't done that. eShop, come what on, Nintendo. Mother 3? Like, we're... The whole series needs to come out on eShop as one bundle. Just do it, Nintendo. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, so, obviously... Are, are there inside jokes and things like that the gamers are gonna do get or did you try and keep that's that? an inside joke they're just gonna enjoy seeing some i think there's some yeah. Lincoln nods yeah the, the the graphic style that we employed is very much like an eight eight bit aesthetic there there's some slick polished stuff too because we realize our entire audience won't think eight bit is cool and, and, and hip and trendy our, our score has a lot of eight bit in it we also have yes. modern you know, modern and cool tracks, and we also have like an orchestra's parts here and there too. So it's you know across the board. Um, sound effects are driven large, largely 8-bit. Um, gameplay footage, not a lot of gameplay footage, but you know there's enough because it's not about playing games; it's about finding them. So, yeah, it's yeah. about the enjoyment of games without the well, controller. The, the hunt itself is a game. Yes, Jay's playing a game, and the boss at the end is a ticking clock. If he doesn't beat that that he loses a chance at a dream. There are no cheat codes, there are no game genies. There, there, there's time travel. If he doesn't finish, he can do it later, you know? Uh, how do days, you, the clock how do you prove to the viewer that it is only 30 days? I, I, I mean, are you... On screen, there's a counter that says what day that you're always watching and stuff, but you're gonna have to kind of take our word for it that. Okay, that's, that's... The skeptics are gonna think what they want, but I, I think yeah. it comes across it doesn't, pretty genuine. I mean, After, to me, it doesn't matter if you're lying to me or not. It's yeah. just an awesome sure. but the theory in general to try. Nobody that's viewed it has been skeptical of what happened because it's 100% actually went down. And if you could see behind the scenes and how we put the film together, You'd know that we didn't have the resources to do anything like fake you can stuff. See stuff. You can see <laughs> stuff impossible. even in the days where cameras are, are struggling to catch up to what's going on. Because it's like, oh my god, I never expected this game is going to be in this spot or we're going to meet this person right now. It's like, oh my god, we got to get the camera set up and got to cover everything. It's like, <laughs> we were literally hurling down the road at all times, so there was no no chance to be clever like that. And we didn't need to because amazing and sometimes things we unfolded We were, we were on the road anyway. and not hurling at all. Yeah. Like when we ran out of gas in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a horrible place to run out of gas. Yeah. Well, especially after the, the incident with the uh, the appraising. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe that was part of a larger story exciting that we weren't aware of. While you were appraising, they were out sucking your gas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll get our money's worth somehow. Yeah. Oh, man, that's, that's amazing. Sorry, I'm just waving my wife who's walking around the video game museum right now. I'm gonna hand out some more posters for her. She's an associate producer on the film too, doing a great job. So Yeah, that, that museum is awesome if you have a chance to they stop have, by. They have a card of stadium events, Nintendo World Championships, and the gold punch out card, which is limited to ten thousand. Honey, yeah. can you hand some more of these out for me? Yeah, I gotta leave in about fifteen minutes. Okay. Thanks. Appreciate it. Cameo appearance by my wife, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> may, not make the final cut. may not make the final cut. What else would you like to know about the film? I don't know. I, it's just, it's, I, like I just summary. want it. I, I want I liked it. your summary too. We, we got to hire you full time or something closer. like that. Oh. Do you think you need anything else? 
Um, no, unless there's anything you guys, I mean, I, if you guys want to talk, I will sit here. If, if you, <laughs> well, let's save I will it. sit here and listen and interact, sorry. Let's save it for the panel. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably hear some of this on the panel, um, which is cool for your audience. It's not when they get to listen to this, but uh, we got to save some fresh stuff for yeah. you. So Dad, that's perfectly fine with me. Awesome, Thank you Aaron. very much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Thank you again uh, for doing this. This is great. This is uh, Aaron, OSU Water Polo with yourgamesource.com talking with the NES Club presents Nintendo Quest. We're excited. Thank you. Thanks Who very are you much. guys? Remind oh. them. Okay. So set us up again. I didn't know what you were doing there. <laughs> I was lost. I'm very confusing. I told you I'm a wonderful, horrible interview. Here we go. Take two. This is Aaron, OSU Water Polo, interviewing the people from the NES Club's Present Nintendo Quest. I'm Rob McCallum, director. And I'm Jordan Morris, producer. Thank you again from yourgamesource.com. Do you love games, breed games, and bleed games? Then this is the crew for you. If you are interested in editorial, podcasting, live events, and exclusive content, make sure to hit us up at info at yourgamesource.com and become part of a team that is dedicated to delivering all the greatest delays in gaming news and content, all here at yourgamesource.com.